welcome back to another episode of Hot Stuff. Hold Music. on, Devin, I have something to say. Yeah? Ka-chow. <laughs> he was he was ready for that one, Pete. He was he was waiting. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, Music City Open went pretty well. Poor Jomez can't catch a break with the lead card. Chase card keeps on chasing down the victory. Uh, hats off to Simon Lazat coming from the chase card. But as always, I'm your host, Devin Primrose, joined by Dalen and Peter. What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? I'm in a new space. Hey, you are. You yeah, yeah. there will be more stuff behind me. But right now, Squidward is just... This is how we feel about none of us got any of our picks right this week. So Squidward's uh, not happy about that. He's yeah. going to keep staring at us until we get one right, hopefully this week. <laughs> I, literally, I literally found out on Friday, the first day of the event, that my FPO prediction wasn't playing. So, you know, just off to a great start with that and the professionalism of the pod to know who is in the tournament and not. <laughs> yeah, sucks to suck. Well, sometimes they drop out last minute, you know? It, that it is true. That is true. I did look like, as soon as I saw that she wasn't playing, I looked to, like, try and find an announcement, like, on social media or something. Didn't see anything. So, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what happened? Um, but, yeah. Hats off to, to Simon Lazat getting uh, getting a win. Chasing down the, the, the win from the chase card. Um, and then on the FPO side... Obviously, another win for Kristen Tatar because she is ridiculous. Uh, I want to say it was on in the first round that I posted in the Discord about like she was she was back four or something, and then ended up ending that round like leading by two or something like that at some point in that round. Um, so she's she's ridiculous. She won the tournament by five strokes. It was yeah, she didn't have to do much in that final round. But yeah, she was back with a vengeance this week. Third, this is the third elite series in a row for the MPO because the silver series Calvin Heimberg won from the the lead card. Yeah, on the Texas State Championships. But yeah, three elite series in a row for the MPO winner being on the chase card. They had already made made history last time. Yeah. And now they're just keeping the streak alive. Which means literally the only event where it didn't happen was at LVC, the very first event of the of the year. Correct. Which means the only events we've had this year so far, the winners on the lead cards were both Calvin Heiberg. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes sense because Vinny's off to a hell of a year. Like he's killing it. I'm I'm ready to make my MPO pick. <laughs> <laughs> man, we'll we'll get to that. Episode, we'll get to that, this man. Is... We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, to, to recap the top five, MPO and FPO. Uh, on the MPO side, you had Simon Lazat taking down the win with a uh, 23 under. Anthony Barella in second at 22 under. And then tied at third, you had Calvin Heimberg. Gannon Burr and Chris Dickerson all at 21 under. Um, on the FPO side, you had Kristen Tatar winning it at 7 under. And then tied in second was Jennifer Allen and Macy Valadez at 2 under. Uh, in fourth, Rebecca Cox at 1 over. And Holland Hanley rounds out the top 5 at 2 over. Um, I think it's crazy that you look at the FPO side, Tatar won by 5 strokes. And if you look at the MPO side, 5 strokes is what separated, like, First and uh, I just had it pulled up. It was like it's like first and 
eighth were separated by five strokes from Simon to to uh, Ricky Wysocki. So I think that just goes to show the dominance of Kristen Tatar uh, on the female side of things. Like she's she's unbelievable, unbelievable. Also, Simon's uh, final round was just oh insane. Obscene. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he killed it, and like that's. That's the Simon Lazat that is fun to watch, and like I'm hopeful we'll see more of. Um, like the thing I love about Simon so much is it just seems like he's having fun out there. Like it, like he, he's it doesn't it never seems like he's like really overly like super in the mental game. Like like I feel like so like take a guy like Paul Macbeth. Paul Macbeth to me always feels like when he's on the course he's like. In his head, it's mental. Like he's just focused. Doesn't seem that way with Simon Lazat at all. Like Lazat just mm -hmm. seems like he's out there having a good time, and that's like you that's know, what's so fun to watch. What's really interesting is so new bag, new sponsor. Yeah, he comes into Las Vegas Challenge, forty seventh place, right? Like, yeah, not looking good. Uh, then second event, uh, the Open, uh, second. Yep. Third event, he wins the whole thing. So I. He's on track for another just season. I mean, that's why I picked him as my tour champ in, in the first episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. So did I. <laughs> I feel like he's he's always a late like bloomer kind of in the season in a way because yeah, I feel it like took last him year all the way to his second tournament to get second place. Very late bloomer. No, I mean for victories because he had a few victories last <laughs> yeah. year, but none he of them worked. He didn't until... win until his third tournament. Guys, <laughs> he, he didn't win until. Until April. did he not play? Did, he, did he not play Waco? He's played from what I'm looking at here. He's played three tournaments this year, and he's went 47th, second, and first. Okay, he didn't play Waco. Mm, unless the PDGA website is lying to me. How I mean, many could be? How many events did he win last year? Because I feel like he won four of them. Is that right? He won at least three. Yeah, if I'm remembering, uh, he won Maple Hill, yeah. OTB yeah. Open, uh, Portland Open. And uh, Des Moines Challenge. Yeah, those are all pretty late in the season. Okay. Yeah. They're, yeah, that's not true at all. One of them was April, was May twentieth. Yeah, but it's like know, halfway. That's like two months into the season at that point. Two, he came in two and second a half. in April twenty eighth. Okay, well, listen, Dalen. I mean, Peter. Peter I'm sorry. I'm not. Gotta, I'm not even coming. Last year, la uh, last, last week, year. I was very aggressive. And this last week, week I was. I was with you for most of it last week, so I gotta kind of defend Peter here. Like Peter does have a little bit of a point. It takes Lazat a, a smidge of time to get into it, get into his groove. It is interesting. He went 60th, 35th, sixth, second, first. Well, last I mean, year, like, yeah, he really ramps up quick. But that was, I mean, that was taking off some time, though, too. But look, like, if you look at the run that he had from the DDO, o OTB Open, Portland Open, the Preserve, like, four top three finishes in a row. Like, when he gets hot, he gets hot. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a very good, uh, very good next term. I don't think he's playing this weekend, uh, out in. North Carolina, but yeah, I don't see him on the list. Champions Cup, I think, is after that. I believe is that right? Um, let me double check. It's either that or Jonesboro, but I feel like Jonesboro is at the end of the month. Yeah, Jonesboro is. It is Champions Cup, and that is like Simon's already registered for it, so he's playing Champions Cup, and uh, we'll see what happens. I feel like Champions Cup isn't necessarily a course that Simon would excel at because it's a very woodsy type course. Um. 
not that Simon can't like play that. I just feel like Simon's better on like courses like like the MCO where you got a decent amount of open space. Um, you got a couple of longer holes the way you can really bomb it out there. Like I don't know. I feel like that's kind of Simon's Simon's bag, you know. So I don't know if he's gonna excel at Champions Cup, but coming off a big win, he might. You never know. I mean, he can. He wants through a disc 708 feet, so the open holes really are a benefit to him. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know... Good. Did I say throw a ball? No, you said throw a disc, I think. Okay. Well, listen, we all knew what you were talking about, but... Yeah, good. Are you okay? <laughs> I told you I wasn't. Okay. Good luck throwing a disc 700 feet in the woods. Like, <laughs> that's... There's just... There isn't 700 feet to throw. I have... I have weirdly played a handful of, like... 600 foot holes in in woods before uh they're not they're not that fun but i have done it yeah the long holes like we played Sox direct park and yeah that's known for being a woodsy course but uh 13 is kind of long for uh it's a par five in the woods I, but it's still mm, more open than a lot of the other holes on mm, the i love that yeah. par five because it's open enough to where you can really like chuck one at the beginning and then you get a second one that's just wide open yeah, if you, I mean, you get up towards the pin, there's some like guardian trees and stuff, but it's a like it's a fairly wide fairway. And if it, if you know your shots, like that's it's a very birdieable hole if you hit your shots. If you don't, you're screwed. Um, but I feel like that's every hole at Soxy. Yeah. But um, yeah, Simon Lazat will not be in Blue Ridge. He'll be at yeah. So we don't have another Elite Series for what three weeks. No, uh, well, yeah, I guess because Champions Cup's a major. It's a major. Um, They're yeah. different tiers. You're, we have to treat them differently. You are correct. What, I, um, what, like, what rating should we cut off for majors? Uh, you should, you should be at least a thousand rated to play majors. <laughs> I mean that that makes sense. I mean, I feel there I might feel actually like, be a cutoff. I don't know. Honestly, we can't we can't get into this again. I, I shouldn't have said anything. I feel like like what I said last week that like if you want to put a cutoff or like a a minimum requirement on elite events, I'm okay with that. Um, so, anyways, yeah, let's let's not let's not get back into that heated debate. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's let's look at the uh, the the, the point standings after the MCO. Uh, Y'all got any other thoughts on the MCO before we do that? Uh, Simon Lazat is good. He is good. And whole uh, whole three of the MCU, was it whole three? I'm pretty sure it was whole three, is garbage. Am I correct on that, Peter? I feel like you it, would know. It's, yeah, that's, to me, like, if you, a Sockesty-esque hole, where it's just like... It's not Sockesty-esque, though. Like, my, my problem with it, like, you brought this up in the Discord, is that what you said is... It's not an impossible shot, but you have to be so precise about it. And to me, I feel like if you're a professional and you're going up to a hole hoping to get lucky, that's a bad hole. You should yeah, be. It's, it's yeah. approaching impossibility. Like right. if you're you're a, the best of the best, right? And you're you, like, I hope this works. You should be able if if you are if you are the the top tier athlete in your sport, you should be able to go up to any hole out there on any course and, and say, okay, well, if I do this and this, and this, like it's, it should work I, out. I Where, know how to approach this. Right. Whereas hole three at the MCO is you, you have to have 
perfect touch with the perfect precision uh, 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 shot shaping with the perfect disc in order to, to, to hope and pray that you don't hit one of the trees and land up there in the circle. Like, it's stupid. It's stupid ridiculous. Yeah, what's even worse is that there's actually OB on that hole. So if you do Just get don't. unlucky, which most people do get unlucky on that hole, and hit a tree and uh, go kick out, I think there's OB on both sides. So if they kick out too far out of the woods, then that's, that's another stupid. stroke you got to add on to that. Like, I, like if, you, have... if you're going to have a hole that difficult, don't put OB on it. Because you know that probably 85% of the players are going to hit a tree, probably a higher percentage than that, but they're going to hit a tree. And if like anybody can get a terrible tree kick, if you're messing with trees in general, why put OB out there? Because trees like trees are so unpredictable in the kicks that they give you and where you're going to land up and how you're going to get out of it. Like why even, why even punish a person for that when, when they just happen to get unlucky because you have a terrible designed hole. Um, can I throw out a wildly hot take? Sure. OB is so stupid. I mean, All it's, the time. it's not, I don't think it's stupid on courses like ball golf courses where they have, yeah, where they have what, to force a hole. Design. This is where my hot take is going. Those courses suck. Also stupid. Yeah, they are. I, I, I mean, we, if, we had this discussion, I think on the first episode with, about with the LBC. Creating, you're creating difficulty using made up OB lines yeah. Hey, buds. He'll land your disc in this little square that we made up. Yeah. No, make an interesting course. Yeah. Well. Well. So, speaking of that, this week's tournament is at <laughs> uh, North Cove in Marion, North Carolina, uh, the Blue Ridge Championship, and that that course. Uh, there's actually three courses at that property, but they're built on an old golf course. So, like, I get it that like if it's an active if it's an active golf course, it's difficult to do. But like, you you go look at that course in Marion and tell me that you can't make a good course on a on a ball golf course. It's entirely possible. Yeah. Entirely that possible. That course, that course, I watched uh, another disc golf event happen this past weekend. For those who don't know, the college uh, disc golf championships, yeah. and they were played at. There's three courses at Blue Ridge, and the I think the men just played at the two that they're playing this weekend, the Gorge and boulder i think that's what it's called boulders in the gorge um and they are some of the prettiest things even in like the final round of the doubles when it was super rainy like some of the most it's beautiful beautiful. coursework i've ever seen beautiful and there's still like it is on an old ball golf course but it doesn't feel like that like it feels more like a park a little bit wooded um and there is there is still some of that OB element there, but the way they do it, like they try to make more islands than anything. And I think yeah. island holes are cool. Yeah, I I mean, I I agree. Like if you're going to put OB, make it something like that where it's an island hole, to where like you're forcing players to hit in this specified small area instead of like just getting unlucky. I'm just saying they better build a box at least. I want to see something. <laughs> Well, well, like I get, I get OB for like if it's like a cart path, like you don't want, you want to discourage yeah. players from like throwing discs on the road, or like obviously you can't throw from in the middle of a pond. Yeah. Okay, I, I have an, I have an addendum. I guess OB on a fairway that's like reasonable is fine. It's the fake like 
let's make it smaller here and have it make a left turn for no reason. Yeah, it's the it's the, it's the forced OB. Because yeah. I'm, I'm with you, like, creeks, lakes, like, all of that, obviously, that's going to be OB. And then any kind of pathways on most courses, that's OB. And I get that. Like, I'm I'm fine with that. That's a little bit of an element of difficulty. I'm okay with it. And and it's, like, it's natural. It's naturally put there. Um, well, yeah, just to, natural to, sidewalks. To, to, what, what I mean by that is, like, it's part of the park that the disc golf course is on. So, like... It's not like you're drawing a line and saying, "Oh, hey, you can't go here." Like it's it's part of the walkway for the, for the for the park. Um, but so you say, obviously, lakes and creeks are ob, but it'd be kind of funny to watch somebody throw out a like waist high water. It kind of, it kind of would be. <laughs> I don't I don't hate your point there. Maybe maybe we should make all lakes fair play. <laughs> the problem is you have to find your line. Either your OB. Just, that just makes it more fun. <laughs> so basically your OB or you can go swimming and throw from where you find it. I think it's great. Dalen, why are you not in charge of, of the PGA and their rules? I probably should be, but they're not ready should for be. they're not ready for my sheer force. They're not ready for you to take them into the year 3000, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to evolve the DGPT, <laughs> but they aren't ready. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just to give a points update after the Music City Open, uh, on the MPO side of things, uh, in the fifth spot is Gannon Burr, fourth is Kyle Klein, third is James Proctor, who continues to have a fantastic <laughs> season. Uh, second is Ezra Aderhold, who somehow is is still up there. Um, he uh, he's actually had I saw this when I was looking at. I believe he's had four top tens, five top tens out of seven yeah, out of he, seven starts, which is we talked about it last week. He finished uh, sixth at LVC. Yeah, had some crazy like almost last place finish at Waco, and then got second two weeks in a row. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I would say up. I would say Proctor, Aderhold, and the top spot Calvin Heimberg are all three having the best seasons out there currently. Um, which, know, which makes sense. That's why they'd be at the top of the points. You know who else having one heck of a season though? That's not up there. Uh, Anthony Barella. He is. He is sneakily having a good one. He's had four starts and three top tens. I think it's just a matter of like probably low low end top tens. A couple of them. Um, and just not not having the points quite there, um, but yeah, he's having he's having a sneaky good season. Yeah, I think because he just went to Discraft this year too, right? So he's getting used to a new bag, also. So hopefully it picks up for him because I this weekend might not be the course for him, kind of like similar to Simon Lazat, but yeah, but he's fun to he, watch. He'll man. get he'll get a win. He'll get a win at some point. Yeah, he definitely will. So I don't know, like, so he has, so he won an A an A tier, so like, yeah, but he got eighth at uh, Las Vegas. He got second another A tier, second at the Open, Innova Open, Texas State. They and he got second at Music City. Like that's some really solid finishes. Mm -hmm. He he struggled at the Open at Austin, but everything else was like really good. I think the open at Austin is when I predict him to win. (laughs) (laughs) 
Fifty-first. So my my bad, AB. How how could you? How my could bad. You my Rose, bad, but... AB. I was just trying to you know win win our little predictions here. Sorry, didn't mean to curse you, buddy. <laughs> Uh, over on the on the FPO side for the point standings, uh, in fifth is Owen Scoggins, fourth is Holland Hanley, third Missy Gannon, second Katrina Allen, and surprise surprise, Kristen Tatar at the top spot. Um, no, she's just really she's on another level, man. Like I can't. I, there's nothing else to say about her. She is on a different level than anybody else. How dare she? Yeah, what are you doing, Kristen? Stop winning so much. Just, just stop, stop dominating the sport. Let Sarah Hokum win. <laughs> I'm tired of not having my prediction come true. Please. Well, speak. Speaking of predictions, shall we jump into the Blue Ridge Championship? We can do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, unless you had another. another I mean, plan. I would prefer not to, but if we have to. That's what Peter just sounded like. That's not how I feel. Oh man, yeah. So, uh, so as Peter mentioned, Blue Ridge Championship is being held at North Cove in Marion, North Carolina. One of the prettiest uh, facilities out there. It's it's been on my list of places to go play for a very long time, um, and I, I've got to make it happen sometime this year. It's it's too nice of a course not to. It's so close to us. Uh, regionally it's it's just got to be done and if you haven't watched um any coverage from any any tournaments played there do yourself a favor and check out the blue Ridge championship this weekend or go on youtube watch some of the the college disc golf national championship it was held there last year as well as this year um it's just it's it's an incredible incredible facility um and two of the courses boulders and the gorge are going to be utilized the gorge i believe from what me and Peter saw on the DGPT website, the Gorge is where MPO will be playing, and Boulders is where FPO will be playing. Uh, it's about, I think it's about a thousand, maybe fifteen hundred feet difference in between between the two. Um, and the Gorge is like that's their championship level course. Boulders is kind of the more advanced course that they have there, um, and they also have a somewhat beginner friendly course called River Run um, for anybody willing. Wanting to go check out the facility, um, yeah, I, it's it's beautiful. I'm incredibly excited to watch it. Uh, it's it's just it's gorgeous scenery. It's up in the mountains, like you can't you can't beat it. Um, so y'all want to jump into some predictions? Uh, that depends. Who are you picking? I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I can. Dal- Dalen's ready. Let's hear it. Let's go, buddy. So as I said earlier, Calvin Heinberg is incredible. Yeah. He's probably the best per the best um player in the MPO. So I'm gonna year. go with uh Ricky Waisaki. Oh, <laughs> uh, nice swerve. Nice swerve. Do you want my do you want my FPO? Sure, yeah, you can go ahead and give FPO. So Kristen Tatter is unstoppable. <laughs> Chris Kristen Tatar. No one is even close. Don't even know. I say her name how I want to. It's how I feel. It's not important how to say it. It's how I want to say it. And she's unstoppable. No one's even close. So my FPO pick is Sarah Hokum. 
good friend of the pod. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't know why I'm always surprised by you. Like it's the same <laughs> you thing can't every be week. Surprised? <laughs> I do the same thing. That's <laughs> the same thing every week. I don't know why I expect anything different. Like <laughs> you expect better from me, which is I so dumb. I do. I mean. <laughs> Have I done anything to make you think that I am willing Listen, to be better? Dalen, Peter is beating us in predictions. Like beating both of us. Combined, we're tied with him. But he's beating both of us. Like I'm just you know, I would expect you to put a little bit of effort into it. It's like maybe get a little funnier <laughs> when I get a bad prediction right than when I get a good prediction wrong. <laughs> So I'm really banking on the the, the prior than the latter. Okay. Uh, listen, I mean, when Sarah Holcomb wins this week, I'm gonna be insufferable. I mean, if if it does, like, when Sarah Holcomb inevitably wins her next tournament, Dalen is never gonna shut up about it. I'm gonna ever. be horrible to be around. Watch it be the one tournament that he doesn't pick Sarah Holcomb at. That okay, might, that, might be, that might be even better. That might be even better. Anybody but the two people I just picked. You've <laughs> <laughs> sealed your fate. The podcast just got less good because of you. <laughs> oh man, you want to go next, Peter? You want me to? Um, no, I can go. I don't think we're sealing each other's predictions here. I mean, probably not. Um, MPO. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about going with a a repeat somebody I've picked before and I've decided against it because my gut is telling me that this person is going to, I feel like get their first win in a while on the pro tour and just crush this course. And again, I don't know why I think it's going to be this person. It's just a gut feeling. Okay. I'm going with my favorite Alabama fan, Matteo. I, I genuinely did think about him. Uh, and and I, I'm with you. Like I don't know what it is necessarily. I don't like. I feel like he. He's the kind of guy that could play well anywhere. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he. You know, like, look at like the ball golf courses. You look at a course like um, MCO, which he actually I think did decent at the MCO. Um, uh, not his best, but he okay. did win some money. So okay. Yeah. So um, I actually want to throw out here. If I didn't pick the people that I like the most, he yeah. was going to be my pick. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's like, honestly, he has. The, oh, like... sure. Everybody jump onto my pick because I'm the smartest. <laughs> We're supporting Anyways, you, so man. We're supporting you. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Ciao. We're giving you support, man. We're, we're justifying your pick. So when it is inevitably wrong, uh, we're not the you ones can, that, that yeah, picked you it. Can also, you can rub it in our face that we were also <laughs> going to pick him. We were all stupid. But we didn't. <laughs> but we didn't because we're not as dumb as you. Devin, Devin, back <laughs> off. He has a real chance. Don't go into duty. <laughs> no, I do I do like the Matteo pick. I, I feel like this is a, the kind of course that he... Is probably gonna gonna do decent. Like I won't I won't be surprised at all if he wins it. Um, I would probably be surprised if he's not in like the top ten or top fifteen because um, it does seem like a course that that suits him well. So yeah, decent pick, man. Yeah, for FPO, part of it is because she's had a sneaky good season. Like she hasn't really been on any of the lead cards or anything, but she's in that top five in points leaders. 
Yeah. And uh, last year, she won the match play championship, which was in Colorado, also in the mountains. And I think this is the first course this year that's really had any kind of like elevation challenges. Yeah, I think so. The mountains in Colorado are very different from the mountains in North Carolina. They are. I mean, they are, but still, it's listen. It's relevant to me. It's, okay. I mean, it's 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 elevation nonetheless. I, I got yeah. you. I'm, I'm tracking so, with you. I'm going with the one, the only, own Scoggins. That's a decent pick. Yeah. She hasn't. She she's she's been in contention. I think in most tournaments this year. Yeah, she's um, just so had yeah. a really solid season. Like, yeah, she uh, she's fifth in points, and she has not finished outside of the top fifteen. She's yeah. finished top fifteen at every tournament so far. Yeah, solid, including solid pick. Yeah, third place at Waco, fifteenth at the Open, third you know, at Texas State. If I wasn't gonna pick my favorite player, I was actually gonna. No, no I'm lying. <laughs> that was a lie. I was gonna pick Kristen Ta- Kristen, whose last name I can't say. Tatar. Tatar. It's like the easiest last name to say. Like of of all the foreign last names out there, she probably has the easiest. And her first name is just Kristen. (laughs) Tatar. Tatar. I think I'm getting it. This is not like a Giannis on an Anza de Kumpo situation. Yeah, but I can say his name no problem. (laughs) But you can't say Tatar? I just forget the right way. <laughs> Speaking of Kristen Tatar, that is my FBO pick. I'm, I'm going ultra safe. I'm picking the best female disc golfer out there. The one that's won, uh, like, I think she's won two events at this point. Uh, can, I, can I guess your FBO after your FBO pick? You can, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's probably going to be Calvin Heinberg. Uh, it's not. You're incorrect Whoa. on that. I did think about it because I thought, you know what? I just I'm gonna go ultra safe because I want to win. <laughs> but no, Kristen Tatar is ridiculous. Like she's amazing, as I've said. Uh, easily the best female disc golfer out there. She's been killing it uh, at every single tournament that she enters. Um, so yeah, I think that at the very least, she's probably gonna be on the lead card on Sunday and get and give herself a chance. So why not go with her? Um, Borderline inhuman. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, on the MPO side, I'm I'm I don't think I'm being too risky because he's had a very good a very good season, um, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, but I'm going with James Proctor, which I think that I think you picked him a couple weeks ago, Pete. Um, I he's picked like, him for Texas State's, yeah, and he's uh, he's been good at, at. I think he let me just look that up, but I think he's finished top ten in almost every tournament this year. Uh, yeah, the only one that he didn't finish yeah. top 10 was LVC, where he finished top 15. Um, so he's only kind of gotten better since then. He was 14th at LVC, 10th at Waco, 3rd at the Open at Austin, 4th at Texas States, 6th at MCO. Like, he's had a very, very good season. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, why, why not, why not give him a, throw him a prediction? I would say that it feels like a very bold prediction but, but it's if not you look at the numbers it's yeah. absolutely not yeah 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 i mean that's why i didn't feel bad about picking him too much like, and he was he like no jokes he was gonna be like the guy i was thinking about doing a repeat with a repeat yeah same pick. honestly so if you look at his <laughs> last if you whoa <laughs> language 
We got to get one in each episode to keep the E. If you look at his his finishes last year, everything you're saying sounds nuts, right? Yeah, yeah. As I'm he saying, was, he's 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 he, had a very surprisingly good season. But if you actually really dive into last year's finishes, he got consistently better. Okay. He ended up at in his last elite series. He was in 21st. At his first, he or at his first, he was 26th. In between, he was anywhere from 40th to 21st. Like he was middle of the pack. But his final one, he was like in the top 20. And then he just came out of the gate swinging. Like there's 14, 10, 3, 4, 6. Four of those are elite series. Yeah, like that's a yeah one heck of a year. He's had an incredible season so far. Listen to that. I said heck, and Peter dropped an f bomb. Yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean he's he's had a, a surprisingly good season. Uh, I'm I'm gonna trust you honestly on any of the numbers that you want to hit me with because you're leading the fantasy league. You continue to lead the fantasy league every single week. So, uh, can I I'm ask a question? Gonna, yeah, who's he sponsored by? Uh, I don't know. To I be feel honest. like he's Innova, if anything. I feel I, like I know everyone. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna find out. Someone talk yeah. while I Google. Who's gonna get it first? Uh, I'm not in a rush. Uh, Infinite. Is he? Yeah. Where do you see that? On InfiniteDiscs.com. So, so he used to be. He used to be with Innova. You were you were kind of correct on that. He is with Thought Space. Thought Space. Thought Space. As of so January twenty twenty three, introducing Team Infinite's James Proctor. Yeah, I mean, you well, you can be on Infinite and not be like that's not your disc sponsor. Um, he is. There's a few. There's a few companies that like let people throw like so open he, bags. Yeah, so he's with okay, so according to uh ultraworld.com, he is with Clash and Thoughtspace Athletics. I'm very confused because yeah. on January eleventh he's sponsored by Infinite. But they let you throw whatever, so maybe that's how it works. Right. Yeah. I mean yeah. Infinite Infinite is more like uh Because this happened with uh and I don't know about you guys. I know Dalen is, I know I am. I feel like Devin is too. I feel like this whole podcast is very anti Nico Castro. I hate that he's been on 100%. like featured cards the last couple weeks. Yeah, he's a weird, been, sneaky little ding dong. Because they've been sponsored by Lone Star the last couple events. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's a little he's a little snob. But anyway, that's how I know that Clash at least allows open bag because last year yeah, he was, he was sponsored. Yeah. He was sponsored by Clash. They don't. Like, his uncle owns the company. Or they something. don't have enough discs to really fill a whole. No, bag, they definitely so. don't. And I don't. Yeah. I don't. I feel like Thought Space doesn't either. Uh, no, have, have y'all thrown Thought either Space, one of those? No, but Thought Space is a MVP plastic. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, Thought Space has, in my opinion, the best looking stamps out there. Oh, they're cool. Their stamps are ridiculously awesome. Um, but yeah, I haven't. I haven't got a chance to throw any of their discs. I've only heard great stuff about them. Yeah. Never heard a bad word about a disc. Interesting. I mean, I am very interested in trying them out again, just because of the way they look. Like those are beautiful discs. Oh, Thomas Gilbert is sponsored by them too. Yeah, yeah. I think he jumped over to them this year. Um, but yeah, 
Maybe if, if Proctor keeps winning, maybe I'll go buy a Thought Space disc and, and throw it around, check it around, see what it's like. Yeah. Get some of that James Proctor magic. I've never heard of that company, so I'll definitely look into that too. Oh, Everyone... you, oh listen, Pete, you should go look up their discs right They're now cool. just to see the stamps their stamps are beautiful man so everyone knows that cool stamps and good players sponsoring the discs make you better 100 percent, 100 percent. listen i mean I'll, I'll attribute a little bit of my west side love to matteo i'll throw that out there matteo is a great I player west side has good discs i literally throw destroyers and pigs because of ricky waisaki yeah and I don't even, I'm not even capable of actually throwing a destroyer. But I do it out of respect. <laughs> out of respect for, for Ricky Wesson. For a man who's not even sponsored by the company anymore. <laughs> oh, man, that's great. Um, <laughs> if we're off of Blue Ridge, unless there's anything else anyone wants to say. Well, I have one more Ridge. thing to say. You would okay. think with Ricky leaving Anova, I would throw dynamic discs. But the problem is they don't have pigs or destroyers. But they are good, though. I don't hate them by any means, but... Don't be covered for Trilogy, I'll, man. That's, I'll like primar that's primarily what I bag. <laughs> I'll reiterate that they don't have pigs or destroyers. Okay. Yeah, that's Ricky, tried, Ricky tried to get a version of the pig, but the Slammer is just not quite the same. The Slammer is a good disc, but it doesn't yeah. have the, the roundness, the, the chuckability. That's what I'll call it. Hmm. Of a pig. The pig is, I don't. I think I've said this. It's my favorite disc in the whole world of all time. Yeah, I think you have and mentioned that. Nothing comes close, and I need to buy a new one. We'll do it. Who's stopping you? You. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say. I was gonna say probably Peter in some in some <laughs> way. <laughs> Speaking of, yeah, you you got tournament this weekend. Yeah, you guys have one more prediction to make. <laughs> so it's two rounds of tournament, right? Yes. Now, real quick, before you get into like, are you playing the shorts? I, yeah. Okay. Before you get into like, I play bad and like we reference my last tournament showing or whatever. Just uh, since I've pretty much started playing again because I took a couple months off. So like, since uh, March at Splinter, I've shot plus seven, plus four, plus six. Were any plus of these in three and plus five? No. Yeah, so they're completely irrelevant. It's two rounds, right? Yeah. Plus twenty-four. Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's a B tier too. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so a bit, a bit more competition. Yeah, but I mean that doesn't that shouldn't change how you play in theory. Yeah. Um, De Devin, I want to watch Peter. <laughs> Shoot a like minus one at Splinter. Listen, on I've, a Sunday, I've, the I've, next Saturday, yeah. in in one round he shot a plus fourteen. At I have evidence. <laughs> I'm not being cruel, not being unkind. This is a long-standing tradition. I mean, I've played with him, so I I know. Peter was once second in a tournament in the first round and ended sixteenth. That is that is an awful feeling. I've I've. Yeah. been in a similar position where I was I want to say in the top three after the first round and then I end up finishing like eighth or ninth out of like 12 people or whatever. It's but like, I think it's, it's not it sucks. These past couple months I feel like okay. I have figured out what my strength is and I think as long as I stick to that and don't do anything crazy. What's your strength? 
Yeah, what's your strength? Uh, forehand, uh, forehand roller, race. forehand sparkle race, and forehand roller from the woods. <laughs> yes, both are my strengths. I mean, so you, you do have a very good forehand, and I don't know what are you, what you're doing on those rollers, like what kind of voodoo magic you're putting on the disc, but they tend to work out more times than not for you. Yeah, so I have a strategy now. I'm not going in just guns blazing. Are you are you sticking with twenty four over, Dalen? Yeah, absolutely. For, for two rounds, that's yes, so brutal. I mean, man. I have that's so brutal. I'm I, not being. I it is, have it is the evidence. It is a safe bet. To be fair, I just have more confidence in myself than that this week. I will say, how many people are in your division? Uh, twenty four. Okay. Do you do you want to give a placement as well, Dalen? How many? Twenty four. Nineteenth. Mm. So I'm gonna if say if he does better, I'll be proud of him. I'm not here to beat him down. I'm simply going from my past experiences with Peter's scores, oh, which yeah. I keep oh, track yeah. of thoroughly. I have watched live every single tournament progress that he's ever yeah. played in, like That's legitimately. True. He watches all of my meltdowns. That's true. Every and I text him about it and make it worse. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be as mean as Taylor. <laughs> I'm not being mean. Ask Peter. It's accurate. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm gonna be less accurate than Dalen. <laughs> Last week, I got his score completely correct, 100 correct. <laughs> I'm gonna say that you shoot mm, 16 over through two rounds, and you finish. Out of 24. Mm. Can I throw out we'll, a number? We'll, 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 I... we'll keep it consistent. You're going to shoot 16 over and you're going to finish in 16th. I was actually going to say 16 because I have the knowledge of the local players. A 16 over would be around that area. That's yeah. what I was going to throw out for you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like... Tournaments are just so weird, man. They, they really right. are. You just got to be... Peter, what's your prediction? More mentally sound. Uh, it's a B tier, so there's a little bit more competition. I just want to finish better than what you guys are saying, so I'm going to say plus 15 and 15th place. I don't know if that's a good plan to aspire to be 15th out of 24. Like, I mean, <laughs> I just have to play better because again, like you just have to not be terrible at that rate. <laughs> I do want to point out that of the players that are playing that are rated, um, which seems to be 20 of them. Yeah. I am 20th, 15th. Oh, there's, there's five players. There's, they're rated. That there's are rated worse than you Four four other players rated. So I'm 16th, I guess four other players rated below me. That, What's is, your rating? That's actually genuinely surprising. Knowing uh, your rating. <laughs> no, it, it actually, hold on, hold on, Devin, hold on. It went up. I know it went up. I, I looked it up earlier. You looked at my rating? Yes. You son of a bitch. Yours, what sucks is I finished better than you at that tournament. My rating went up one point. Yours went up six. Yep. I am at triple sevens. Seven, seven, seven. I'm like just under 800. Which uh, is still terrible. I don't. I don't know if he's actually playing, but uh, 
Walter, our good friend of the pod, uh, Walter Lopez Jr., is signed up for MA3 for some reason instead of juniors. They might just not have a junior division. You're about to get your butt um, by a kid. Just, I mean, I'm just I, it out there. I definitely could. Listen, I've I've lost two tournaments to like 14 year old kids, and it is as a now 32 year old man, it is incredibly demoralizing. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I definitely could. I mean, I don't know because we we play most Sundays, or we were playing most Sundays, and I mean. Mm-hmm. I, it's not a bragging thing because he's a child, but I typically do better than him. But he's also sponsored, and I'm not. So, <laughs> but I do better. What are we saying here? Like one stroke better? Like five strokes better? Um, my rating is almost sixty more than his. So yeah, but he's kid. eleven. <laughs> take that. Take that how you will. He's a kid. Most of his ratings probably come Peter, from junior tournaments. Peter is what? You're you're 30? 29? Uh, not for another month. You're 29 right now, right? No. Oh, you'll be 29. Okay. He's yeah. 11. Yeah. Maybe even 10. You were, graduate, you were graduated out of high school by the time he was born. He has his whole life to get better than me, okay? I'll, He's I'm already gonna... better than you. you. You have your whole life to get better. No, <laughs> he has he has twenty years to what nine eighteen years to catch up to you in age, and he's already better than you. That kid might yeah, be that kid true. might be a thousand rated by the time he hits your age. Probably will be. Yeah. He probably will be. Honestly, <laughs> his his form honestly is like the best I've seen of like people I I've seen play like. You know how like they tell you when you throw a disc, you're supposed to hear like a snap when it comes mm-hmm. out of your hand every single time. Every single time a disc comes out of his hand, it just you, you just hear it. And I'm like, man, when he gets a little bigger and he gets some power behind that, yeah. he's yeah. gonna be unstoppable. He's like he's like four and a half feet tall, throwing two hundred and something yards or feet. Sorry. Yeah. Jeez. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, shout out, good friend of the pod, uh, Walter Lopez Jr. and yeah. his father, Walter Lopez Sr. We love you. I don't know if you listen, but we love you anyway. <laughs> All right, Pete. Well, good luck at the tournament on Saturday. I hope you do absolutely terrible so that me and Dalen can be right. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> keep us updated on the next episode. Um, I'm excited. Excited for the Blue Ridge wow. Championship. Excited to see some, some good disc golf. Uh, as always, uh, follow us on instagram at put stuff pod um, and we appreciate you listening in any capacity you're doing so appreciate the support appreciate the love uh, and we love you back and i think that's that good job i think i beat him absolutely not